Well, good morning, church family. Here we find ourselves at another uh, time to share together in our midweek devotional. Uh, this is the first one of the month of September as we find ourselves on September 2nd, uh, 2020. So as we uh, take a look at this uh, second part of Vav, uh, verses uh, 41 to 48 uh, in Psalm 119, let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Gracious Lord, we do thank you for this uh, new day. We thank you for the ability to think and to work and to do. And Lord, as uh, the church family has the opportunity to honor you through uh, all uh, that they do this day, Lord, I pray that you would give them your strength, that you would give them your uh, ability to see beyond uh, the frustrations that life can present, uh, to have a, a clear mind and a, a, an open and, and willing heart to trust you today. And uh, Lord, I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, since it's been a week since we took a look at the first part, I'm just going to go ahead and read uh, all of the verses uh, here, uh, or all eight verses, verses 41 to 48. So we have our context again in this uh, letter of the Hebrew alphabet, Vav. Let your steadfast love come to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your promise. Then shall I have an answer for him who taunts me, for I trust in your word. And take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for my hope is in your rules. I will keep your law continually, forever and ever, and I shall walk in a wide place, for I have sought your precepts. I will also uh, speak of your testimonies before kings, and shall not be put to shame, for I delight, or for I find delight in your commandments which I love. I will lift up my hands toward your commandments which I love and I will meditate on your statutes. So last time we took a look at verses 41 through 43, and today we're going to finish off this section as we take a look at verses 44 through 48. Uh, so let's take a look at uh, 44 and 45. Again, I'll reread here. It says, I will keep your law continually forever and ever. I shall walk in a wide place, for I have sought your precepts. I want you to notice there's three actions here in uh, these two verses. Uh, the, one, the first action is keep. Uh, and keep means to guard or protect or attend to. So as you uh, see yourself uh, engaging the world today, uh, do you find yourself, as you've, uh, Lord willing, had the opportunity to spend some time before heading off to work or beginning your day <clears throat> to uh, keep or guard or protect uh, God's law or God's word continually in your life. Uh, see, the thing is, is that this keeping, this guarding, this protecting, this attending to, it's not because God's word in some way uh, is at a disadvantage or needs our help to be maintained uh, for uh, the world to see. Because God's world's, uh, word stands uh, on its own. Uh, the reason that we are keeping or guarding or protecting or attending to this is because we are the ones who are vulnerable and we need God's eternal timeless word to be our guide. Uh, and so the psalmist says, I will keep your law continually because he needs uh, that law to speak truth into the believer's life. The second thing there is, uh, he says, I shall walk in a wide place. Walk in. But walk is movement. Uh, it is not just standing still. It's not being idle. Uh, and this uh, Hebrew word here is actually likened to the movement of water, uh, which if you've ever uh, been uh, by uh, a river and watched a river 
flow by, or stand in the river and feel the current, you know, pulling uh, in the direction that the river goes. Uh, you, you know that uh, there, there's movement in there. There is no just stagnant. It's not a stagnant pond. Uh, and he says, I shall walk in a wide place. So the, the movement here is important because we are continuing to move forward towards uh, the day at which we uh, will uh, have uh, death greet us. Uh, and the question is, is what are we walking toward? And Lord willing, you're walking toward the Word of God and that Jesus Christ is your Savior. And the third action there is salt, uh, or to seek, or ask. Uh, and this is uh, spoken in particularly in relation to worship. Uh, he says, for I have salt your precepts. So he has taken time to uh, pause and to, to worship and to contemplate and commune with God and His Word. Uh, and this is something that you may not be able to do each and every one of these at every moment, every day. Uh, but the truth is, is that we do need to keep God's word as part of our life to keep us from sinning against God. Uh, we do need to walk in the word of God because there are plenty of things that we can walk in that are not beneficial to us. Uh, and we need to seek and ask God for the very things that we need to face in the new day. And something else to notice in these first uh, two verses here, 44 and 45, he says, I will keep your law continually forever and ever. Uh, and this is not a mistake. And this is not something that the, the psalmist is just putting extra words in there to attach. Uh, one thing this is telling us is the eternality of the word of God. That it can be kept forever and ever by the power of God in us. Uh, and what the, the psalmist is doing is he's seeking to glorify God in obedience to keeping God's word. Which is something that... How every believer should be doing is being obedient to God, just like Jesus was obedient to his Father, because obedience to God and his word is a vital part of our walk with the Lord each and every day, because we can't just throw away God's word, uh, which is his revelation to us, uh, and just assume that we can eke our way through life and everything will be okay. Uh, we need God's word to guard us, uh, and we need to be a part of our, our lives each and every day. Because you have to remember, going all the way back to the beginning, uh, remember that disobedience to God's word and God's command is what led to the fall. And so there's our prime example and our prime reason to make sure that we are being obedient to the word of God today. According to the Cambridge Dictionary, obedience is defined as doing or willing to do what you have been told to do by someone in authority. And what I'd like to do is take that uh, definition from the Cambridge Dictionary and actually look at it through a biblical lens. So the first phrase was doing or willing to do. This is our commitment that we make as believers in Jesus Christ uh, to obey God by yielding to his will, to acknowledge that what God knows and what God uh, can do is greater, far greater than what we can do and what our will may be. Because our wills uh, at any given time are clouded by emotion. Uh, they are oftentimes uh, you know, executed with uh, partial knowledge uh, because we do not know everything, but God does. The definition goes on to say what you have been told to do. Okay, well, we have God's scriptures here which speak to us. Uh, they spoke to the psalmist as he was penning these. 
and the, this, the Word of God gives us clear instructions on how to live the life that God has called us to live, to caution us to the pitfalls, to help us to be elevated, to see uh, where we can grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And finally, it says, by someone in authority. Well, who is the authority of the Word of God? Well, God is. Uh, and so that authority as the creator and sustainer gives him absolute authority over us and over all that he has made. And so we can see through that uh, Cambridge Dictionary definition of uh, obedience that we can actually see that through a biblical lens. And Jesus is our prime example <clears throat> as we uh, consider his obedience to the Father, as I already mentioned in, in where um, Philippians 2.8 says that he, uh, being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. See, keeping God's commandments shows our love toward God in his ways. Whether you realize it or not, uh, as we are obedient to God, as we take in and keep his word, as we walk in his word, and as we seek and ask him in worship for his word to be part of our lives, it is an actual show of love back to God. John 14, 15 says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And those who uh, actually obey God's word, uh, actually the scriptures call them a wise person. Uh, in the Sermon on the Mount here in uh, the next uh, section as we finish out uh, the, the, the actual last verses that we have, uh, that we have uh, yet to go in, in chapter 7, one of them says that, Everyone who hears these words of mine, uh, which is, you know, Christ's words, God's word, his timeless truth, and does them, will be like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. Uh, and so there's wisdom in being obedient to God's word. The other interesting thing here that uh, as you look at that uh, verse 45, it says, And I shall walk in a wide place. One of the things that God's Word does when we are obedient to it is that it gives us a freedom that we would not have otherwise. See, freedom comes when we as believers are obedient and willing to submit to God and His Word. Uh, there's nothing uh, that will constrain us or hold us captive uh, other than the evil that is in this world. Uh, when we choose not to obey God's word. Uh, but the believer is not restrained or held captive to any of those things when we are first obeying the word of God because that obedience will chase out all of those things that are disobedient. As it says in James chapter 1, we're supposed to be doers of the word and not just hearers only. Uh, and in verse 25 of that same chapter, it says, but the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. So right there we see that it is a law of liberty because our obedience to God frees us up uh, to be able to enjoy the liberty that we have in obedience to God because we're being obedient, we're walking with him, and God's word will transform how we think, how we act, and what we do. And as James tells us, it'll be a blessing to us. Uh, there is a, a, a liberty that comes from obedience. And we can even see this uh, uh, precept, this uh, principle in, in our world. 
uh, when we uh, follow the laws that are put forth by man, uh, there is liberty. Uh, when we disobey the law, then we forfeit that freedom of liberty uh, because we are, are saying that the law means nothing to us. Uh, and so uh, as we take a look at our, our walk with the Lord, uh, there is a liberty, or as the psalmist says, that he is able to walk in a wide place uh, because he is free at, out of obedience uh, to the Father because he knows he can trust God. Listen to what Spurgeon said. He says, Saints find no bondage in sanctity. The spirit of holiness is a free spirit. He sets men at liberty and enables them to resist every effort to bring them under subjection. The way of holiness is not a track for slaves, but the king's highway for free men. So Spurgeon, again, reinforces uh, this principle that when we are obedient to God, it brings liberty. Well, let's finish out verses 46 through 48. It says, I will also speak of your testimonies before kings and shall not be put to shame. Let's stop there. That's verse 46. See, this liberty that the psalmist has gives him a boldness and the ability to come into the presence of kings, which is something we've seen repeated in this psalm already. Um, but remembering that he won't be put to shame when he comes into the presence of royalty. Uh, because the Lord will give him the ability to speak boldly, but also give him the words to speak boldly, because he will be speaking God's word, a word that uh, he has kept, a word that he is walking in, and a word that he is worshiping in and through in, in, in glory to God. Um, he knows that he will not be put to shame, because God would not do that because God's word is true. Uh, and that God's word will protect uh, the believer, and God's word will give the, the believer the liberty to do so, knowing that God will guard and protect uh, each and every obedient believer. And we know from 2 Peter chapter 1 that God's truth brings uh, uh, everything in relation to uh, life and godliness to, into the believer's life. And so that is working out through us as we are able to speak uh, to anyone, no matter who they are, whether there's someone in a, a high public office or someone that is uh, what we would consider just an, an ordinary, everyday citizen uh, of the world, uh, we can speak God's truth too. Um, and we know too, as we, we do this, that God gives wisdom and understanding even to leaders. Uh, and we know that God's word can transform even the most hardened leader in our world because God continues to change lives for all eternity. You know, listen to what it says in Daniel chapter 2. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, to whom be long wisdom and might. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what uh, is in the darkness and the light dwells with him. To you, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise, for you have given me wisdom and might, and have now made known to me what we ask of you. You have made known to us the king's matter. So here is Daniel even giving testimony in his situation of God giving uh, his servant 
uh, the word that he needed in order to speak to the king's need, the king's matter. Something else to notice in this section is that the psalmist is proactive in finding delight. Um, he says, I find my delight in your commandments, which I love. So again, an outward action of love and obedience to God's commandments will bring delight. Or as we saw in uh, James, uh, a, a blessing in doing. Uh, and this is something that uh, every one of us will continue to grow in, is that because we love God, because we love God's word, uh, and its power to speak in relation to anything, whether it's our lives or the lives of uh, the, those around us, uh, that we will find delight as we exercise that love in reference to God and his word. And what is love's response? Well, look at verse 48. I will lift up my hands towards your commandments, which I love, and I will meditate on your statutes. So God's word continues to transform, becomes part of the, the believer's life, so that it will do its great work and not return void. And the final thing uh, as we close is I want you to notice that in verses 44 through uh, 48, a repetitive phrase, the phrase, I will. Uh, so this is a choice on the part of the psalmist when he chooses to be obedient. Uh, he chooses uh, to commit to acting upon what he knows to be the truth, which is God's word in and through him, God's eternal word. And what does he will to do? What does he choose to do? Verse 44, keep your law continually. Verse 45, walk in a wide place, that place of liberty. Uh, I will, in verse 46, speak of your testimonies. Verse 48, he will lift up his hands towards uh, God's commandments and meditate on your, your statutes. <clears throat> and so it's a conscious choice. So my question as we close today for you is will you commit, will you uh, set forth as what you're going to do on this second day of September of 2020 to uh, choose to obey God's word? Will you choose to keep his law continually? Will you choose to walk in that wide place? Will you choose to speak of God's testimonies? Will you choose to lift up your hands in worship toward God's word? Will you choose to meditate, to take in, to chew upon, uh, and to make part of your decision-making processes today, God's statutes? And my prayer is that is the case. But remember that it is a conscious choice each and every day in each and every set of circumstances for us to choose to be obedient. So let's be obedient believers today. Let's bow in a closing word of prayer. Gracious Father, we do thank you for the uh, truths from this section of, of Psalms. And Lord, I ask that you would <clears throat> just use it to draw us closer to you so that we, we may uh, walk in your word, that we may... <clears throat> Uh, choose to keep your word, that we would choose to um, seek after it, because we know that it will transform us, uh, that we would consciously will uh, to do all those things that the psalmist mentioned in per pertaining to your will, uh, which includes being obedient to it. Uh, and Lord, I thank you for this time and ask your blessing upon our church family today. May they honor you through their, their thoughts, their words, and their deeds. Give them the strength to be strong believers uh, in their workplaces as they go to and fro, uh, realizing that they are standing on the one sure foundation, uh, 
uh, and as a wise man who builds his house upon a rock uh, is the one who holds to your truth uh, and your word. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you, church family, and have a great remainder of this first week of September.